So from here, my intention is to take my content to a place of greater scale. So I want to get on more people's feed. I want more people to learn. I want more people to see. I want to help people. I love traveling and I always get told that traveling is hard as a vegan and some people are going to cave if they travel or we're going to want that pizza in Italy. You're going to want that cheese here in Amsterdam. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to do that. There is vegan pizza in Italy. There is vegan cheese in Amsterdam. There is vegan cheese all over, honestly, the world now. So my goal is to show people all the vegan options that they can have traveling and eating out and just greater scale that. What the hell is up, you guys? My name is Jamie Logan, and today I am here with the one and only vegan lifestyle creator, It's Roma B. Hey, everyone. You can add some music in there to make it real dramatic. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming all the way from L.A. just to be here today. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's across the country, but, you know. (laughs) She's like, no, bitch. I was here for something else. She's like, I'm just trying to squeeze you in. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. Thank thank you for having me. Of course. This is so exciting, you guys. Today, we're going to talk all about what it's like creating content, the apps that you use to create that content, becoming an influencer, and how that ultimately can have an impact for the animals and the vegan movement as a whole. So why don't you just introduce yourself and tell everyone, for those that don't know you, a little bit about you. Yeah, of course. So I'm going to start with why I went vegan. So, or more so when I knew I should go vegan. My entire life I grew up being vegetarian on and off. I decided that I wanted to eat animal-based products when I was kind of told that's what I'm supposed to do by my parents Mm. and I was told that that's where I get my protein things like that but as I got older I would go out to eat for example I'd go to Applebee's a lot I grew up in Jersey and I would get a get chicken wings and I would eat a bite and then I would stop eating it midway through the bite and I would put Mm. it down my mom's like are you gonna finish your food and I'm like um no I'm not hungry but I didn't know what I was doing And then I got older and then I went to college and I started seeing how people were eating over there and I started associating what I was eating in the moment I put two and two together that I'm eating an animal. I stopped eating animals. And from then on, I'm like, this is why my body almost refused it. It's almost like I knew what I was meant to do without even knowing what I was meant to do. And ever since I've just been vegan people always ask me do you cheat do you have you had a day where you kind of just you know ate cheese I'm like no no I, I haven't had a day that I just did that so yeah just been vegan ever since and then I eventually decided you know I actually started my journey on Twitter back when Twitter was sort of a thing you know x x now formerly twitter and i would post food that i'd eat i'd get food and i'd post it because i kept telling myself you know people keep asking me am i eating what am i eating so i'm like i'm gonna put it on twitter so i kept posting all my food on twitter and people started liking it engaging with it and i almost enjoyed it and i'm like you know i'm showing people what vegan food is out there and then i slowly took that over to instagram and i started making vegan food videos and i got the same feedback same remarks from people and I just continued doing that and now I travel I eat vegan food I try and wear as much sustainable clothing as possible always vegan 
I'm very conscious when it comes to the makeup that I use, any products that I use, and I'd like to say I am a, I have a fully vegan lifestyle. That is so incredible. I mean, it doesn't come easy. It Mm-mm. really takes years and years of effort, of learning, of also changing with the technology advancements that are yeah. happening. You know, when I look back 10 years ago when I was in high school, Instagram really wasn't even a thing. Oh, yeah. For sure. And yeah. it was like you would post the photos on there where it was like a Polaroid picture. Like you would, yeah. you know, make that weird <laughs> Like border. black and white. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I am so cool right now. I am putting a filter on this. Don't come for me. Yeah. Uh, it was atrocious. Yeah. And most of us have hopefully removed those photos, you guys. But so it took years of this. So what year did you start posting those photos on Twitter? I would say it's been... Four years? Mm. Four years ago? Yeah. And then I slowly took and transitioned that into Instagram only two years ago. Wow. But two years of posting consistently or what was that process like for you? Bring us back to the very beginning, the first reel you ever did. Yeah, yeah, of course. So the very beginning, first reel that I ever did, it came more so out of wanting to provide knowledge so I went to a restaurant in LA that was vegan and I got an allergic reaction and I didn't know why I got an allergic reaction I then realized I was eating at a couple of places in LA that happened to have vegan sushi on the menu and I kept getting a reaction my entire face was swelling up well the left side of my face and I went to doctors, I went to dermatologists, I went to an eye doctor because my eye was swollen. And I'm like, what, what is going on with my face? And then, lo and behold, I found out that there is a sauce called sambal. And if you buy it from Malaysia, there's actually shrimp paste in it. <gasps> sambal in the U.S. is vegan and they do not use shrimp paste. But if they're importing it from Malaysia, it has shrimp paste and vegan restaurants i guess and non-vegan restaurants were assuming it's vegan because i mean you know that assumption can be made but when the packaging is you know in a different language it's hard to know whether it's vegan or not and you would assume a sauce that's normally vegan in this country is vegan in another country and i'm allergic to shrimp so i was having allergic reactions a lot of allergic reactions so i took that to instagram and i made a video about it i made a video about my face sambal The goal of that video was more so to tell restaurants to check the ingredients of their sambal Mm -hmm. and tell people because and then I actually had people respond to me and they said, wow, I stopped eating at this Thai restaurant and that Thai restaurant because I was getting allergic reactions. I'm like, there you go. It's because you're allergic to shellfish, probably. Boycott sambal. Jeez, (laughs) that is a horror story. But that's so interesting. So you really took the educational approach and you were like, I'm going to hop on here. I'm going to tell my story. And that's what I love about you is that you're really posting raw and genuine content. You're really coming from the heart. You're not doing this just to get likes. You know, nothing wrong with, you know, if you want to do that. But really, you have a message and, and a reason to be posting this stuff. So how did that video do and then how did you then develop the style that you have now so i took that video and i got so much feedback and kind of was similar to twitter it was that feeling of feeling heard and having people learn from my story and learn from me and i'm like you know i have so much to share i have more to share so i my second video was at a bagel spot in new york so Liberty Bagels in New York City had invited me. They said, you know, we have a lot of vegan cream cheese. They found my profile somehow and they said, we want you to come try it. Mm. And I'm like, OK, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go try it. I love bagels. I'm from Jersey. So I went when I was in New York and I made a video about their vegan cream cheeses and vegan bagels. 
And I loved that process of filming, loved that process of showing, loved the process of people saying, wow, I didn't even know Liberty Bagels had a vegan cream cheese. And that kind of made me realize I have so much I want to share and I enjoy the art of creating videos mm -hmm. to share that. So that's amazing that even in the beginning of your journey that restaurants were inviting you. And this just goes to show you guys that like you don't need to have a million followers to get brand deals and to go to restaurants and try out their food. Some restaurants will actually if you message them and say you want to film content and post about them, they'll actually bring you some free food sometimes. Yeah. And as then you start to grow your page and and your Instagram is really your portfolio so restaurants can then go to your page and see the videos you're posting see your style and if it's something that they want on there if they want their stuff on there they'll go ahead and then invite you yep. so how many followers did you have at that point and then how did you grow to where you're at now because sometimes it can be frustrating when you have like three likes you know yeah yeah of course so I would say the art of making videos is that there is this algorithm, there is this thing that takes a video, gets engagement, and pushes it, no matter how many followers you have. So my first videos did really well, and it made me realize, you know, oh, I can do this, and I don't need to have a big amount of followers. I just need to have really quality content and a message that I want to share. And when I took that approach, my following grew along the way. So whether you have five followers or 50,000 followers, in my opinion, doesn't matter. What matters is the quality of the content that you're outputting with purpose and intention and kind of just, you know, go from there. Because we're really going to break down for you guys what tools Roma uses to edit and also the style and the techniques that she has found that has worked for her. I mean, some people use trending sounds, mm -hmm. some people use text captions, hashtags. We're going to get into all of that. But before we go there, I just, you know, it is a good point that you make because at first, yeah, it can be frustrating. You put all this time and effort into making a video and then it reaches like, 50 people yeah. and you're like what the hell yeah. you know I, I really worked hard on this but it's a matter of would you say consistency I would say that yeah I think in the beginning I was sort of caught on this idea of the perfect content and I was outputting when I thought I had good content but then the consistency popped up actually not to go into a long story but I had this friend and he was doing content during the pandemic and him and I would work out outside at a playground together and he told me and at this point I think he had like 2,000 followers and he told me he's gonna make cooking videos he's gonna post every single day and he said I'm gonna post so much that my face is just gonna show up on people's page and they're just gonna have to press follow at some point and I thought he was annoying in fact I think I muted him because I thought he was annoying and then I realized he went from there to like 5 million followers in two years so consistency is literally how to grow a page i completely believe that and today i'd like to say i try and post at least four to five times a week so consistency is definitely important with a lot of things whether your passion is acting or singing the only way that you fail and lose is if you just stop doing it and if you just give up so if you have a goal and you're like i want to create content i want to become an influencer or whatever you really need to put in the time and effort. Mm -hmm. This stuff does not happen overnight. Like, I can't stress it enough. People, you know, will think that it just takes me like, oh, five minutes to edit something yeah. and then I'm done. Like, no, I put a lot of thought and effort into the stuff I'm putting out. Sure. But it's also not... It, it, none of my videos are going to be perfect because if then I try to perfect everything, then I don't end up posting anything. Exactly. Exactly. And perfection isn't the key. It's just getting that message out there that you want to get out there. 
and seeing how the audience takes it because you know feedback is also important you can see what works doesn't work and kind of go from there i know what works for me burger and burgers and pizza i love burgers and pizza and is not the only thing that i eat but i have realized those are my videos that do the best mm. but you know you still should do what you want to do but you can also keep track of what does well how do people take the plant-based content? Like on my page, because it's all animal rights based, people attack the hell out of oh, me, yeah. which is like, as soon as those bacon comments start rolling in, I'm like, yes, like I reach the people that I want to reach, you know, yeah. but on your page, it's so light and positive. And so I'm curious, do you get a lot of haters on there? So I have realized that I do not get haters until the video goes more viral. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when that viralness comes in, it brings in a new branch of people because I will use things like hashtags, like hashtag vegan, hashtag plant-based. So sometimes I would say I'm not hitting only vegans, but I'm hitting people who are open to veganism. But that moment that goes viral, I bring in the haters. I bring in the people who always say that doesn't look healthy. And I have to say, veganism isn't meant to be healthy it's meant to be cruelty cruelty free and that's when i get into those conversations but i've also learned i don't answer anymore i, mm -hmm. I don't answer those people i usually have people in my comments answer each other at this mm -hmm. point but i think haters are just going to come when things go viral whether it's about veganism whether it's about a political view whether it's about something else like it, it haters are always going to be there that's just the internet Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I deal with it all the time. You really got to develop thick skin. And if yep. you can't do that, this industry is not meant for you. I've yeah. learned that uh, pretty quickly. So being that you mentioned tools like hashtags, let's get yeah. into that. Yeah. What are what are some good hashtags people should be using in the plant based space? Is it helpful? Is it not? Is it sort of fading away? Yeah. So, OK, so if I had to think of a tip of a really good hashtag, I think I am not trying to hit just my city so los angeles i'm not trying to hit just new york so i'm not gonna hashtag just those cities i will branch out and i will say vegan in other languages so i've done hashtag vegano right oh she is <laughs> so i will latin america i am in latin america and weirdly enough one of my i think top three cities for some time was mexico city okay this is a great tip i'm next time i post i'm gonna be like hola vegana literally because if you think about it if i'm posting when i'm traveling people travel people from latin america are also coming to new york are also coming to la are also going to colombia going to all the places that i'm going so it's helpful for them we love the Latin Americans. Why yeah. haven't I been doing this? It's almost as if I've been discriminating against them for all these months. I just didn't know. Exactly. But now I know. So now I'm going to use that hashtag. Great. So what about trending sounds? Is that something you use? Music? Trending sounds. Um, so with trending sounds, I will usually use an original sound. I will always use an original sound mm. for two reasons. One, I have realized that those are the videos that perform better because a lot of people use original sounds that go viral and the second reason is because brands pages restaurants if they want to boost your content it has to be an original sound so so what does an original sound mean something that you're saying or recording so actually on instagram you can go and when you go to your songs you can save original sounds from other reels so when you press save on a sound it will go into a folder called saved and those are all original sounds so when you go to pick that song that is an original sound copyrighted music are songs usually by blue check marks or artists and those are copyright so they cannot be boosted now not everyone boosts their content so this might not be helpful for everyone but if a brand is working with you they do want to usually boost your content 
Mm, okay, so yeah. in that world, that makes sense. But I will say I have used Harry Styles songs and I have had videos go viral from yeah. his sound, from that song. And I don't I don't think it was necessarily the song. It was just a good song that fit my content. So I was like, I have to use this. And then I think the video itself, it was like me at a slaughterhouse and people, I mean, it shared it and the comments started rolling in. So it, it is possible oh, for sure. that you can, but you're just saying likelihood to use, it's better to use an original sound. Yeah, if you're working with a brand or you want to promote your content and if you want something that you know has already gone viral for others and then you see that sound has been used like more recently, they tend to be original sounds. Got it. Okay, so some people edit their content on apps outside of Instagram. Actually, a lot of people. I tend to use Adobe Premiere just okay. because I record a lot of my stuff on my camera and then it's just easier for me to do it on there because I've been working with Adobe for a yeah. while but there's some great apps out there that people can oh, use to sure. edit on their phone yeah yeah so I don't come from photography background I don't come from a video editing background none of that I have used technology and just learned how to use apps so I started using Splice when I first started. Splice, S-P-L-I-C-E. So that one was great. I liked that you can, you know, use filters. It's free, uh, easy way to edit. Then CapCut came out. Mm -hmm. And CapCut changed things because you can actually add audio on there. You can cut images. You can cut videos. You can speed them up. You can move them around. And there's a lot of filters. And it's also completely free unless you upgrade for a premium membership. And yeah, so I use CapCut. Do you use the premium membership? No. Oh. I don't. Wow. So you're creating yeah. content for free? That is wild. I really like InShot, which is like another one that's pretty similar. I've heard of that, yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. really good. So guys, if you're looking to get started in editing, I would definitely recommend those two apps, CapCut and InShot. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is you can add music on there. Like, mm, yeah. I don't know, does CapCut have a library of sounds? They do have a library of sounds, but I don't use them because it kind of goes back to that thing. If you use a sound that's already on social, on Instagram, it's t it tends to get pushed more. Mm -hmm what I've heard and seen I see I see yeah. okay so then as you're growing your page and you're getting really good at editing things are starting to get more consistent and they start picking up how do you then start to balance your work life with your influencer life work life with influencer life so honestly I would say both lives have come together and I think the reason why is because I am I tend to want to always stay true to myself and be who I am inside work, outside of work, whatever work means to you, whatever work means to anyone. And I have been in roles before in the past where I felt like I couldn't be myself. And that meant going out to a dinner at a corporate company and sitting down with everyone and everyone eating a meal that I was not eating and, and questioning that, my meal. And you were also ethically unaligned with that. Ethically I mean, unaligned yeah. and it's okay to sit down at a table and be ethically unaligned, but the moment that those individuals start questioning my lifestyle is when it becomes awkward and I'm not in those roles anymore. So I try and make sure anything that I'm doing outside of the influencer gigs are is work that I am passionate about and feel I can be my full self at and don't feel judged because I'm not making others feel judged. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to feel that way. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's a lot. But So you'll, you'll get into and tell us a little bit about what you do now. But I do find that when you start making videos, when you're editing, when you're traveling for your content, because you're also a travel blogger, yeah. it becomes a full-time job in a oh, sense. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it is. It's totally a full-time job. Like I spent all day today editing videos, getting things together, answering emails. There's a huge admin side 
to social media there's a huge admin side and i think that's like not talked about because editing videos takes long communicating with people takes long back and back emails take long the video itself to film might take like 30 minutes but all of the emails that happen before and after are going to take like another couple hours. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. there's contracts that are signed oh, in between yeah. and especially like dates if, that are wrong. Yes. <laughs> You're like, oh, you guys did all this and wrong. And there's payments. Yeah. So do you work a, another job outside of this? I do. Yeah, I do. So I currently do sustainability consulting. So I help companies essentially assess their, assess their carbon footprints and give them recommendations on how they can lower that. That's amazing. So yeah. is, are they flexible with you being able to take time off and do this and travel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am independent. So I get contracted out to companies. So I am able to sort of manage my own time schedule, but it's usually pretty aligned. In fact, I bring clients from here into the other world of mine. So I try and keep everyone, you know, together almost because I don't want to live a split life. I want everything to be aligned. That's amazing. I mean, that is really the dream. And that's what a lot of people will strive towards. I mean, I, I know a lot of vegans that want to be able to do this as uh, their careers as well. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I struggle with is as much as I do influencer stuff and some brand deals, I will not promote or post something that I don't like and right. that I don't love. That's number one. Number two is I don't feel confident that I will be able to make enough money to sustain my lifestyle. Yeah. So I do work for a, a vegan company called Generation Vegan. Yeah, that's yeah. like my bread and vegan butter. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's the main job that I have. And then with whatever free time I have, that's when I'm doing my videos. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And I think that, you know, it can get hard. It's not it's not easy. And how you manage your schedule is so important. And it learn, you learn a lot of life skills. You learn time management. You learn prioritization. Before I started the social media, I was sitting on my couch watching movies and Netflix for like eight hours straight. And now I don't use that. I know. And now I don't have that time. But I don't want that time. I don't need that time. Mm -hmm. I enjoy. And that's another thing. Like you have to enjoy what you do. So whether it's social media or a corporate job or whatever job you do, you have to enjoy it. Otherwise, it's going to feel like the job. I don't feel like it's a job when I'm editing a video mm -hmm. or answering emails. I don't. No, it's so yeah. fun. And I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for the world. I love going to new vet restaurants and trying vegan options and then being able to promote amazing vegan businesses. I mean, I've met mm -hmm. such incredible business owners and people doing that. Oh, for sure. Do you ever run into an ethical thing where you don't really love the food or don't really love what you're promoting and your audience obviously trusts you. So what do you do in that kind of situation? Okay, that's a really good question because that happens pretty often with food. I mean, you're not going to go to every restaurant and love everything. No, it's like yeah. you're, you're supposed to be like, mmm, delicious. It's yeah. like, what else can you say? Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's, a good, it's a good question. So I have run into that. So I will go to a restaurant and I will try multiple things and – I will pick the items that I resonate with the most to promote. So when I promote a restaurant, it's because I, of course, want to help a small business or a business, but I go in with the intent that I will pick only the dishes that I can say are my are my favorite. So for example, like I'll go somewhere and I'll get six courses, but let's say I only liked three. Those are the three that you're going to see on my post. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And what about when brands will send you protein bars or so certain bars? There was this one <laughs> thing that I was like, I can't even eat this. Like, I'm sorry. This I am not posting this. For sure. I, I'll send shit back. <laughs> yeah, no, as you should. So I think a really good way around that is when I have a brand want to send me something or do a deal with me, I will ask them to send the product beforehand so I can try it to make sure it resonates with me. 
before I go into a contract with them to want to work with them. And I think that's the authenticity that this whole world needs because there's a lot of times when people will, you know, ask if you want a free, I don't know, drink. And then you look at the ingredients and there's like citric acid, high fructose corn syrup and all of these ingredients that don't resonate with you. You don't want to promote. So don't promote it. And that's important. And I am a strong believer in, you know, just making sure that you're only going to promote what you truly eat or drink i'm that way but i can't say everyone else is that way online mm-hmm. no that makes a lot of sense i think being true to yourself and being true to your content is super important because at the end of the day you're creating a brand of course yeah for yourself and so mm-hmm. you know you would never want to mess that up and be like hey guys like go here and then they show up and they're like roma why would you send yeah. me here this is awful that would, that would break my heart how do you negotiate prices do you have a media kit what's that all about yeah so a media I do have a media kit. So I use Canva. So Canva is a great website. I'm sure you use it as well. I do. Everyone uses Canva and Canva is great. So I use Canva. They have a lot of templates and you literally go into search bar, write media kit, also free unless you want a premium membership. And you just put in your rates, a little bit about yourself. You get some insight demographics. You get this media kit together. You can actually even post videos, like live videos, and get a shared link of your media kit. So now I actually send brands a link. And I'm like, hey, yeah, check out this link. And they click it. It's a full two pages. And they can watch videos live on that link that I've made. So they don't have to actually go to my platforms to see what my content looks like. So I think, yeah, it's, it's basically a portfolio. That's really, yeah. really cool. So yeah, media kits are great to then be able to send out to brands. And, you know, at first you probably didn't know where to start your prices. And you don't need to say, but yeah. how did you then decide your price now? Like, what was that thought process? So I think my thought process in the beginning was just, I'm going to post food and people are going to go try this new food because it, it didn't come out. It didn't. I never looked at it as a business. Then over time, when brands started reaching out, restaurants started reaching out, my plate got very full. I I realized this is a job and I need to charge because my time is an investment. And, you know, sometimes people forget that creators also have an income that they need. And that income comes from these these different deals. Mm -hmm. So I started with honestly what I got in the beginning. So some brands like, hey, I'm going to give you X amount. And I said, sure. Yeah, let's do it. I I was getting paid zero, zero, better than zero. Mm -hmm. So then I just kind of kept doing that and just taking whatever someone asks from me until I noticed there was a price point that was sort of a median average. And that average is what I started when brands asked me what my rate is that I started giving out. And then over time, I have raised it a little by little as my following grew, my engagement grew, because I feel that I'm giving them more for like every dollar that they're spending on me. So mm. it kind of just started with a price point that was given to me by people. And then it just went from there. I mean, people will try to get away with just asking for stuff for free. And I'm like, you know, when I do factor in the time that I'm taking to film it, the time that I'm taking to edit it, I'm also getting them business because people yeah. will then go there and eat mm-hmm. there. Um, you do have to factor that in and, and make it so that it's it's fair to the creator as well. And I think yeah. a lot of brands don't realize this. Like I have so many brands that'll reach out. They're like, well, send you the free product can you post about it and I'm like well first of all I need to try the product that's for one and second of all I you know 
as much as I want to help you, it takes me a lot of time and effort to post these videos, to edit them. It's also professional work. I've been doing video editing and videography for over a decade. Mm -hmm. My films have millions of views. Like, you know, at this point, it's you work your way up to that. For sure. Um, it's a ladder that you climb yes. your, for yourself, your own ladder. Yes, and I'm still always learning yeah. and, and down to collaborate. And, you know, obviously, like, I, my end goal with creating content is to spread a message. And I think for you sure. as well. Yeah, yeah. To, Definitely. to get the message out there for oh, the yeah. animals and you to show that there's no sacrifice when it comes to veganism, when it comes to taste, texture, flavor. You're Travel. Getting, right? Yeah. You're getting everything that you could need or hope for on a plant-based diet. And don't even come at me with the budget stuff right now. There are whole foods plant-based options that are tasty, delicious, and that are totally within range. Totally agree. I mean, Ralph's. Have you been to Ralph's? Mm. So Ralph's is an LA-based uh, grocery store on every street in SoCal, I think even in NorCal. And they have a line called Simple Truth Organic. And most of it is plant-based. And it's so cheap. It's literally like... It, it like I think a vegan shredded cheese pack is three fifty. What? Yeah, yeah. So budget is definitely not a concern, but yeah, I totally agree. When you have a purpose and you're trying to spread a message, social media is a great platform to definitely do that and also show that things are possible because a lot of people live in this with this mindset that things aren't possible when they want to make a change or a switch. And when it comes to food, when it comes to travel, all of that, you don't need to compromise. Mm -mm, absolutely not. Yeah. So you tend to focus a lot on Instagram, but yeah. what's going on with TikTok, Facebook, X now, X, former yeah. Twitter? <laughs> I'm still on X. Uh, that is my first platform. So I am still posting food and some content on there. I find that audience to be very engaging and people that have been following me for years. So I don't want to just leave them. So, you know, I, I have that engagement there. And then TikTok is a little newer to me. I take my videos from Instagram and I put them on TikTok. So it's not a double effort in any way. It's more just taking that content, putting it there. Um, I can be better at that, but still growing that platform. And yeah. Is X video or photo? Photos. Photos. That's yeah. interesting because I do feel like we are moving towards video stuff on most mm -hmm. platforms. Like look at Instagram. I feel like a few years ago it was only photos and yeah. now it's all about the video. It's true. And I think that's why it comes down to like platforms and the kind of people that use those platforms. You'll find people who will just use YouTube. You'll find people who just use Facebook. My mom, she loves scrolling Facebook videos. You know, I'm not on Facebook, but I recently met a friend who was telling me Facebook is one of her best best platforms now because all her videos are going viral on there it's a different audience it's a different demographic you know and i think it's important to branch out and be on every platform so i am slowly getting there i mean it's a it's yeah it's it's process mm -hmm. <laughs> absolutely i mean even snapchat is like sort of still oh, yeah. a thing i'm like weren't people just using that for nudes speaking <laughs> for a friend okay i'm just saying i'm like oh now it's creators are on there yeah 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 i've seen people posting that i'm not i'm not on snapchat like that but <laughs> <laughs> sure you're not we were all there Come don't on. search me <laughs> my aunt actually just added me on snapchat today and i was like scratch his head <laughs> why are you adding me on snapchat aunt donna if you're watching this i'll add you back don't worry um so interesting so where do you hope to go with your content where do you hope things go from here so from here my intention is to take my content to a place of greater 
scale so i want to get on more people's feed i want more people to learn i want more people to see i want to help people i love traveling and i always get told that traveling is hard as a vegan and some people are going to cave if they travel or we're gonna want that pizza in italy you're gonna want that cheese here in amsterdam and i'm like you know you don't have to do that there is vegan pizza in italy there is vegan cheese in amsterdam there is vegan cheese all over honestly the world now so my goal is to show people all the vegan options that they can have traveling and eating out and just greater scale that and then eventually my goal i am an entrepreneur at heart i've had two businesses in the past one of them was one that promoted veganism through products are driven by art and fitness so is to eventually have another business still gonna still working through that but it's gonna be one that's obviously plant-based and healing so we'll see (laughs) that's amazing I mean super cool I guess one other thing that we didn't cover that I think is super important that I sometimes struggle with is storage so Mm. if you're going out and you're filming you have all this content only so much room on your phone me only so much storage on my hard drives and and you know SD cards so how do you store all your stuff and back it up and what's that yeah so I do pay that extra ten dollars a month to Apple to get higher storage on top of my phone that already is the one with the highest storage I have a lot of photos a lot of videos I tend to make my content I have this I have a schedule for myself I have an excel file where I write out all of the content that I want to I have to make that week with deadlines with dates I hold myself accountable once I finish that I go back and I delete all those clips I delete all of them because I don't I I need storage so I delete all of them I have the content made I make sure that I am timely with that because the moment I realize I don't delete it right away it gets stored and then I scroll from like you know I scroll and I'm like why is there like five photos of this muffin and I'm like okay you know that shouldn't be there she's in my tummy already she's gone Yeah, yeah exactly so I think it's just like being on top of it and just deleting as soon as you make that video or as soon as you take that photo and post it it really does take a certain level of organization which I need to get a little better at especially when it comes to filming on my phone like at least with my camera stuff I make sure I file it I have a hard drive I recommend the SSDs that are really quick really quick hard drives when you can take really high 4k quality photos and videos and put them on your hard drive it's a very quick transfer and I usually get about four terabytes and I do have one hard drive that kind of backs everything up on a I think it's 12 terabytes 12 terabytes but I'm like here's the thing is you want to make sure at least with my videos I'm like I have to back it up at least two times because hard drives fail yeah 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 it's longer form content yeah long form yeah long form gets tricky See, mine are pretty short form. Mm-hmm. I actually just filmed my first long form content recently. I went to this vegan place called Beyond Vegan Eats. I interviewed the owner and talked about an alkaline plant-based diet and what it is, what that means, and why, you know, why choose that. And that was long form. So yeah, it took up a lot of space and yeah, I'm, I'm learning how to do that. So that was good insight for me. That's super interesting. I've heard a lot about the alkaline diet yes. and Dr. Sebi and how it mm-hmm. can heal and cure diseases. Because, you know, one thing that veganism is not about is it's not just about, you know, the animals, but we'd like to say a, plant, a whole foods plant-based diet is helpful for uh, our health. Yeah. And um, 
let me actually say that again because one thing that about veganism is while we do this for the animals we also want to be healthy and we want to be able to be here mm -hmm. in the long term in the long for run sure, yeah i don't want to be dying of a heart attack at 50 and then have you know i need yeah. to be here to speak up for the animals right so what is the alkaline diet? Why don't you just tell us what, what you learned from the interview? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So an alkaline plant-based diet is one where you choose food that is in a specific range of, acid, of pH level that allows your body to stay neutralized. So you can eat food that is very acidic or you can eat food that's not very acidic so when you get that sweet spot of both your body is not going to store and create mucus and that mucus is essentially where disease comes from so disease comes from mucus buildup mucus buildup then turns into blood clots it could turn into you know cancer it could turn into tumors it can turn into so many different things so the goal is to avoid mucus buildup in your body and that comes from food. It comes from what you put into your body. So when you go more alkaline and choose those food options, you're essentially stopping the buildup of mucus. And the alkaline plant-based diet is whole food. It is non-hybrid. It's organic. And it, it makes you question, why am I putting this in my body? After I had that interview with him, I actually kind of thought to myself, I looked at all the ingredients of things that I have in my kitchen. And, you know, I, I go by an 80-20 rule where I'm like 80% conscious and then 20% I will drink that citric acid or I'll eat that bread that has two different mm -hmm. chemicals in it that I don't know about. But mm -hmm. it's, it's important to be conscious for at least 80% of what you eat to create that lifestyle. And kind of what you were just saying about wanting longevity I think I had this conversation literally yesterday with another vegan owner at a business I was at in New Jersey. And I had this conversation where we talked about how people go vegan because they do want to live longer. Now, then I get questioned, but people will then tell me, but my uncle or my grandpa or this person in my life also lived to 100 and they animal products every single day. And what I have come to terms with is that can be true you can live a long life but quality of life how many medicines are you on exactly quality of life so is your stomach hurting every morning is your head hurting every morning do you have joint pains every day all of that comes from disease it comes from food it comes from what you're putting into your body those th i used to have so many stomach aches i never get stomach aches ever since i went vegan i had the worst stomach aches i would like yeah, I, I, I would be in a lot of pain and I wasn't lactose intolerant. So I it was from what I was eating. Absolutely. That's so interesting. So where do you post these long form interviews? It's going to be in clips on Instagram. Yeah. Mm, OK, yeah. cool. Yeah. Great. Well, so why where can everybody find you? How can they get in touch with you? I mean, really just pimp yourself out. <laughs> OK, cool. So I have very much tried to use the same username on every platform except on x i think my username's it's roma b underscore but aside from that everywhere is it's roma b i am building up my TikTok. i am going to start posting on youtube my long form content and instagram so you can yeah it's roma b and was there anything that you wanted to add that we didn't get to cover in this um, I think something that's really dear to my heart is small businesses vegan small businesses I think vegan small businesses are so 
they're, they're, they're just off everyone's radar in terms of they, they look, people look at prices and they're like, okay, why is this vegan sandwich $15 or why is it $18? It's because of the ingredients that you're eating. You're eating sourced ingredients that aren't coming from corporate farms. You are eating food that is essentially possibly organic, probably organic. Vegans source their food. Small businesses source their food from local farms. And these people need to be recognized for that. And when you go eat at a small business, I think it's really important to leave a review, post on your story, tag the restaurant, tell people it's good, tell people what you like. Don't don't tell them what you don't like. It doesn't matter. The point is, is there is something on that menu that you do like and tell people about it because that is so helpful. That spreads a message that spreads to another person, to another person. And that small business is then going to get the customers that they need to keep running so many businesses fail and it's it's so sad to see because these are people trying to heal the world in their own way trying to pursue their own lives their own passions and we want to support that we're not there to bash them we're there to support them absolutely those google reviews those yelp reviews really Mm -hmm. really do help small businesses and you know i also say the same for the other side of things like i went to this place called contessa in miami Mm -hmm. where i stressed about 500 times please make sure this is completely plant-based it was a salad that was by default vegan and what do I find in my salad after I took like three bites there was a tiny piece of chicken flesh within the salad yeah oh I blasted them I mean I went on Instagram Yelp Google I went right away this place does number one doesn't care about cross-contamination number two they don't listen like they literally could not give a damn about my allergies and about my ethical concerns like I was really pissed but they ended up getting back to me on Instagram and they were like we are so sorry this happened it'll never happen again and so hopefully that made them make their regulations more strict I mean I don't know what else to do it's like it was insane it's tough yeah and that's important people like feedback so if you had a situation like that tell the restaurant don't just you know it's great to tell social media but tell the restaurant because restaurants take what you say some people don't know what's going on in their kitchen some people generally don't know so it's important to tell the restaurant so they can put those bigger protocols into play i absolutely did and i said to the manager this is you know unacceptable i i had said so many times i have allergies and also that i do not want animals in there like Mm -hmm. i'm i'm a rescuer like i'm an ethical vegan for many years like i don't please 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 double check and he like almost i feel didn't really care go to the owner well, I don't know if the owner was there, but I just said to him, I was like, you know, I let this be a lesson that people are coming in here that have allergies that are vegan, that that please take this more seriously next time. Yeah. Uh, it just really was a bad experience. So you can use it b- both ways. Um, where can people find small vegan businesses to support? Do you use an app? Yeah, so I personally, Happy Cow, I love Happy Cow. I love all the vegan restaurants that they post on there, especially outside of the U.S. when I travel. It's hard to find, you know, vegan restaurants when you travel through just Yelp because Yelp is primarily U.S.-based. So Happy Cow is great for that. In the U.S., I know that VKind just released an app. VKind has a new app where you actually can locate all vegan businesses, whether it's a sanctuary to a restaurant and yeah hop on that that's new (laughs) that is super cool and also i gotta give a shout out to a billion i really love them yes a billion a billion Mm -hmm. also has a marketplace on there with vegan products and reviews and you can almost uh create your own little instagram feed on there where you post photos and content 
okay. I didn't know about that. So, yeah, they're super cool. A billion. Um, so, V Kind, A Billion, and Happy Cow are all three resources uh, for you guys to check out when you're supporting small businesses. So, with that, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so informative, so amazing. I'm so excited to see where you go with all of your content. I mean, it's thank you. really am- amazing stuff. Every time I see your your feed pop up, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. <laughs> That's what I always get. <laughs> like, I need to eat that. <laughs> I make myself hungry when I post. I'm like, okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, yeah, I mean, you're really killing it. That's the goal you've accomplished and achieved that. So you know where to find me, guys. I'm at It's Jamie's Corner. Go follow at It's Roma B. And until next time, we appreciate and love you all. Let us know what you thought about the episode. Thank, thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.